Okay. All right. All right. So, so first and foremost, uh, we'd like to say thoughts and prayers to the family of Tim Sale, to the family of Neil Adams, and of course to the family of George Perez. Because we lost three unbelievably talented artists. Um, And I believe they've all kind of dabbled in writing as well. But regardless, uh, those are three heavy hitters that have inspired and influenced and pushed the medium that to me is one of the greatest mediums of all time, comic books. Mm -hmm. And um, while I was not a diehard fan of the three, aside from George Perez, I mean, I still, I, I love Tim Sale's art, the, uh, the color books, yeah. the, uh, the, the stuff with DC, it's all just timeless. And especially for a guy whose style is definitely, you either like it or you don't, Yeah, you know, but, uh, and, you know, Neil Adams, uh, had more of a realistic, uh, approach to his art, but also pushed the medium, expanded upon it influence people and of course George Prez I mean legend like they're like it's almost like the second coming of Jack Kirby yeah with the way he drew that level of detail because I mean you look at at Jack Kirby these aren't just like outlines with you know sketches like these are like full-on it's it's art it's it's all it is so I mean, uh, so I don't think person. I don't think there's any other artist alive or dead that has ever come close to George Perez on page. Like the fact that that guy could nope. pretty much draw every Marvel character in a panel or every DC character in a panel—it's it, mind-boggling. And and not only that, but there's no uh, there's no shortcuts with George Perez. No, you know when you looked at the uh, JLA. Uh, Avengers crossover cover Captain America's chainmail each mm-hmm. bit of chainmail was drawn out yeah. it wasn't just a couple of you know spots so that you go oh right that's the chainmail it was every single link you there's, know it was every single strand of hair really not many artists that do every chain link on Captain America's suit like Cassidy no. John Cassidy does it I was going to say he's the only one that I can think of. At but the Cassie of also releases one comic every two months where Perez could probably release two a month. Like, right. Or could right. release. It's just, it, it's crazy. I mean, like, these were I, comic icons of our time, right? Neil Adams, his Batman and X-Men runs, legendary. The Tim oh, Sale. Yeah. Tim Sale had a style like no other. You knew Tim Sale as soon as you saw it. Instantly. 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 There was none of this, like, Oh, that kind of, I, I th- it was, oh, that's Tim Sale. Yeah. Immediately. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Especially his I darker would, stuff. Like his Batman and his Daredevil was so good. His, like, the uh, the Killing Joke. Yeah. No, no, sorry, sorry, not the Killing Joke. The Long, Long Halloween Long and Halloween, Dark yeah. Victory. Those two, I was like, oh, my God. And also, like, those really helped me... Uh, Acknowledge Jeff Loeb as a very talented writer. Right. And I mean, at the time, I, <laughs> I don't, I, I honestly think Tim Sale brought the best out of Loeb because when Loeb's with other people, it doesn't come close to his work with Sale. No. Uh, 
The only exception being Jim Lee. Jim Lee, yeah, but I mean, like. But even then, I would Hush. Argue- I mean, Hush is an amazing story, but it's also a story that anyone could probably have written. Like, I was just gonna say, like, I would argue that Je- Hush isn't Jeff Loeb's best book. Yeah. I I would say it's probably one of his most well known, though. Oh, easily. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like you just you can't top, and I mean, and yeah, I agree. I agree that. I feel I, with your assessment that Tim Sale brought the best out of Jeff Wold. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cause those color uh, books, those color books are just, Oh, those color books are incredible. Um, right off the top of your head. What's your favorite one? Oh, the color books. I really like daredevil yellow, but I, I think probably Spider-Man blue. I was just going to say Spider-Man blue is my favorite. Yeah. And, it it was close. It was close because yeah. Daredevil Yellow is also real. And I mean to use the yellow and red costume for like for parts is just like because yeah. that's the one. That's the one that I I like the least. And all these like MCU fanboys that are like, oh, it'll be the red, yellow suit. I can't wait for the yellow suit. I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like seriously, the guy's name is Daredevil. Okay, he should look like a devil, right? Even the black suit with the shoulder pads would be better. <laughs> yeah, like that fucking Scott McDaniel's the armor suit. Yeah, yeah, that super nineties like splashes yeah. of red, yeah. but it's predominantly black, gray, and shoulder pads. And you're just like, sure, yeah, that sure. makes. I will say, I did like that he had the billy clubs on his. Blurs. That was cool. That was that cool. looked really cool, and that seemed a little bit more on the like, okay, not as it's nowhere as practical as having it on his legs. It just looked cool. Yeah, the shoulder pads are really the only thing that I'm like, ah, that's no. the nineties. <laughs> I'm surprised that he wasn't was... covered in pouches. <laughs> yeah, I would. I want to see some sketches because I wouldn't be surprised if someone was like, you know, we could have five to seven mm-hmm. different pouches on him pouches are, are a necessity i can't help but feel but that like somebody sat there and said yeah but it's daredevil <laughs> like you don't see daredevil you know stitching up people in the street yeah so it's literally just billy club that's it but anyway uh so those three we lost this year and like in pretty quick succession Oh, yeah. Like Perez was only a few weeks ago. And then, I mean, Tim Sale was today, I guess, or last night. But yeah, it's uh, and Tim Sale came out of nowhere. Like Adams and Perez had health issues. and You knew it was coming. I yeah. just read like a post from Jim Lee yesterday morning, I think, where he said I, yeah. best wishes to Tim Sale or whatever it was. I was just I like, caught what? something similar and I was just like, oh, OK. All right. Um, I hope everything's OK. And then, of course, today it was like, well, I mean, I guess. You could say that, yeah, everything's okay now. Yeah. That's it must have happened. Look at it, it must have been a heart attack or a stroke or something quick. You know? Well, fuck, he was only 66. Yeah, I know like he's young. Only 66. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Shit. Okay, that's it. I don't want no more comic cars. Like, no one else. No one else dies this year that I no. know. Yeah, like everybody. All. Like, you know. Actors, your comedians. family, my family, actors, families, comedians, animals. I don't want any, any no more. more. 
deaths I'm for done. the rest of the year. We're that's at June. It. We're at June, and I'm topped off already. Like that's it. Yeah. Like if you guys, you geek fancers, believe in God or any God, pray to your God that no one else dies. Okay. Uh, if you're Scientologists. I don't know that you pray to L. Ron Hubbard and Theta, but do that. Mm. Do whatever you have to do. Give them money, I guess. I don't know. I don't know the whole thing. I think you I just jerk off the battlefield earth. No, now we're now we're fucked. We're fucked now because <laughs> you had this. I was being was being very apolitical. <laughs> though to be fair, yeah, I don't I, see why they okay. wouldn't be jerking off. <laughs> okay, 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 that is, okay, okay. That is their definite wet dream. That one. Yeah, really, it is. Um, I will. So a little bit of brevity and then I'll get to the conspiracy theory. All right. Here's a little bit of brevity. If you have not had pizza from the Tomlin subdivision, get it. Cause it's really good. It's different. It's Detroit style. So Detroit style is like similar to a deep dish. Okay. Yep. Yep. But they don't put, uh, put like tomato sauce on the actual bottom. So it's just crust, cheese, then they have then uh, pepperoni, and then it's like straight uh, streaks of pizza sauce. On the and top. it's really good. It's really good. And it's crispy too, very crispy. I like crispy crust. Yeah, but even like the bottom of it is crispy too. Where'd you get, did you order it, like skip the dishes or did you go there? No, you've got to go there directly. They're mm. only walk-in at this point. They're across the street from the prospector. Right. They're on Cumberland, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, but, I, will uh, be, yeah. uh, I will be trying so that. That's my shout out. Now, this conspiracy. Okay. Ooh, okay. I don't know if you've heard, but in the last... 24 hours approximately mm -hmm. vincent mcmahon oh boy has been hit with mm. not one but two big well he's been hit with one lawsuit and he is currently being investigated for hush money that he may or may not have given to a woman that he may or may not have been consensually sleeping with Oh, he was. <laughs> yeah, he definitely yeah, was. He was. Okay. He was. Yeah. Um, but here's here's the thing. Okay. So a few years ago, a gentleman by the name of Nick Khan was hired by the WWE to help them save money. Mm. Okay. And this was I, my understanding was this is pretty much his his mo was you bringing this guy in. He looks through it. He trims the fat. He figures out ways to make money. Okay? Yeah. So the current situation that the WWE is in where they're making so much money that they don't have to do anything that they don't want to do. Like if right today, if every single person in that audience continued to boo Roman Reigns, didn't purchase any of his shirts, and were visibly seen leaving when he's on screen, mm -hmm. if they still felt that he was their guy, they'd still do it and they wouldn't care. And they would say, Hey, they would tell you whatever the case may be. He's still making us money, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's our guy. It, you'll never see another Daniel Bryan situation where they revolt, 
where the mm. people sit there and go, fuck this shit. Okay? Like, they booed Rey Mysterio. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Rey Mysterio has never been booed, as far as I know, in his entire wrestling career ever. Okay? Even going back when he was actually Rey Mysterio Jr. Okay? Mm-hmm. Never, ever. They booed him because he came out of WrestleMania and he wasn't Daniel Bryan. Or uh, run, run, he was the last guy at Rumble and he wasn't Daniel Bryan. And they went, fuck you. None of that will happen yet. Okay. All right. So cuts happen. Cuts happen. There's going to be more cuts. There's already been some cuts this year. There'll be more cuts coming up. Yeah. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa, he's coming up. He's on the, he's on the cu- cutting block. And I'll tell you why. They brought him up from NXT to do fuck all. And reports are already saying that Vince McMahon has given up on him. Wow. Does absolutely nothing with him and then gives up on him. Meanwhile, this guy him, like carried nothing NXT happened, on his shoulders. So nothing <laughs> happens because he does nothing with him, right? Yeah. And then he goes, well, you know what? It's just not working out. Well, I don't know. Give him a microphone. Yeah. Turn him loose on uh, in the wrestling. Just basically sit there and go, hey, all those times that you were tearing the house down with Johnny Gargano and pretty much everybody you wrestled with in NXT. Yeah, we want you to do that here. Nah, you know what? Fuck it. We're not going to do that at all. In fact, not only are we going to do nothing, we're going to blame it on you. You're the reason why you can't get over. I heard a rumor that he was going to be uh, in the judgment day. Yeah, but then again... I also heard a rumor that one of the reasons why Edge was kicked out of Judgment Day was because they wanted to make it more supernatural, and Edge was a hard no on that. Which is weird, considering he was just doing the brood thing last year. <laughs> yeah, but maybe he wanted to be a, to do it a little bit differently. Yeah. You know, and also, in all fairness, after what happened to Bray Wyatt, do you really want to do supernatural shit? Yeah. Or the stuff with Alexa Bliss. I know you liked that storyline. I absolutely hated it. I loved it, and I'm bummed it's over. I am thrilled that it's over. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Because while, yes, I am happy that that's over and that character is is done with, Mm -hmm. now they're doing sweet piss-all with Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she's on the cut list. She's probably on the cut list. In fact, I would. Uh, Liv Morgan, I think, is also on the cut list. There's so many. Liv's so getting many. into movies. Good for her, honestly. Yeah, and I wouldn't her. be surprised if Alexa's right behind her. She has to be right behind her. And she, she has to be. She's hands back. down the best actress in WWE right now. Nobody, nobody touches her. Nobody no. touches her character work, and that's where I was saying, like, it's it's hard for me because while I hate the character. She's done such so good with every single thing they've given her that it's just like, you know, you want her to succeed. And it's like, okay, fine. If she's going to be the female fiend and she's going to destroy the division, like, okay, I'm I'm fully going to support her for it because yeah. like, just because I don't like the character of the story doesn't mean I'm going to be like, and also fuck you too, Alexa. No, no, no. I understand how that works. You're mm-hmm. working for a company that's like, oh, you don't like that? Well, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You don't want to do whatever I tell you to do. And even though I'm yelling at you, like you're a piece of shit, <laughs> you can leave. Mm-hmm. So no. Okay. So let's get back to Nick Khan gets hired, right? Yes. 
Okay. But now everything's going good. Everyone's making money, blah, blah, blah. But now we look at 2022. How many McMahons are left? One. And now he's embroiled in an investigation into the, what, what happened to three, although now I've heard $4 million mm-hmm. that has been tied to a woman that got a position, started sleeping with Vince McMahon, allegedly. But if it was, if the she was in fact sleeping with him, it was consensual. Mm-hmm. For some reason, he made a point of saying that. <laughs> then that same woman was pawned off on John Laurinaitis mm-hmm. and had some sort of position working with him and also may or may not have been having consensual sex with him. Speaking of which, both of these people are married. Obviously, Vince to Linda. Yes. But John, as far as I know, is still married to the Bella's mother. <laughs> <laughs> the Bella twins' mother. So that means... He's fucking like family with Daniel Bryan, the Bellas, all of this. So he may or may not have been had that one. I I don't know if, but it was implied or inferred that okay. So that's like three to four million dollars that the SEC is trying to like they're trying to track. Well, what happened here? Like you tried to cover this stuff up, and sure, Vince, you know, and WWE are cooperating. Yeah, because they don't really have much of a choice. You know, like when they were like, yeah, we're cooperating to the fullest extent. It's like okay, but. You don't have a choice. Like you're caught. Yeah. They've got you caught. They're going to figure out everything and it's all going to be out. But the other part is the lawsuit from the XFL. And that was a massive one. So all of so we we say goodbye to Shane and to be fair, that should have happened. Yeah. I know you were still like, yeah, but it's Shane McMahon and and this and that and the other thing. But the more you've heard about it, I hope that you're kind of like, yeah, okay, all right. Because the reality is if it was anyone else but a McMahon and it was pulling that shit, you'd be like, okay, you, you got to fire the guy. You can't yeah. have a guy that's yeah. like, no, 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 no. You active wrestlers are secondary to me. I'm the destroyer of all that is. And it's like, oh, how long have you been wrestling? Oh, I barely wrestle my entire life. I barely wrestled. Sure, I bumped like a fucking crazy man, you know, back in the Attitude Era. Sure, I'll give him that. And some of those matches were like, holy fuck. And only because it was Shane McMahon, you know? Mm-hmm. But, and even when he came back, when he came back, I was like, holy fuck, he's back. This is awesome. But almost immediately, I was like, oh, right, I forgot it. He's Super McMahon Jr. So, okay. All right. <laughs> That's... To be honest, it sounds like a fucking weird message that you've got guys that wrestle all year round, but then this guy, any McMahon can show up in the ring and all of a sudden they're instantly a threat to any wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea he was um, planning on winning the Rumble. Yeah. Like when he lasted long in the Rumble, I didn't really think everything of it because, I mean, there's been fucking nobody's lasting near the end. But. The length of time didn't bother me so much, and I'm cutting you off only because uh, it was the shit he was doing. Which I never knew. Like, the whole firing seemed like it came out of nowhere. 
Yeah, but because well, that because I also like watch the match, right? So yeah, um, you don't have uh, Shane McMahon like eat punches from Brock Lesnar and act as if they're nothing, and then follow up with the worst worked punches I've ever seen in my entire life on Brock Lesnar as well. And could you like? So I get it. You're a McMahon, so obviously your ego is through the roof and your cojones are so massive, but it's like I'm glad people were in the office going like, hold on, hold on. You're going to eliminate Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre, <laughs> like, like all the, you're going to eliminate all of them and then you're, so you're going to go to WrestleMania and what are you going to do? Beat Roman Reigns? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, get the fuck out of here. You're fired. Like, get the fuck out of here. Okay. All right. But so, but that was justified, in my opinion. That was justified. Yeah. But now Stephanie McMahon's gone. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're burying her in the media. Oh yeah. They're saying like she didn't really do her job well. And she was just terrible to deal with. Blah blah blah. Whatever the case may be. They pay, they blame a whole bunch of shit on her. But she's gone. And she's probably never coming back. No. And now Vince. No, that writing was on the wall as soon as like Triple H was getting shit on the whole time he was out with recovering from a heart. But now apparently he's back doing something. Anyway, so yeah, so that's my conspiracy theory. I my conspiracy theory is that something is going to happen. So we, whether it's this lawsuit or whether it's the investigation into where the funds went or whether a whole bunch of other shit from McMahon's past that he is buried because mm-hmm. I mean, I've said it before, both Laronitis and Pritchard were rehired and both of them are like, uh, what is it? Punk called them glad handing. Yes, men. Okay. That's exactly where they are. Yeah. But they know deep dark secrets for Vince McMahon. Michael Hayes has been in the company forever. For fucking ever. Mm-hmm. And what he brings to the table, I mean, I don't know exactly what he brings to the table. And obviously it's enough that they keep him there. But again, that's another guy who's, what is it, it's a, they know where the bodies are buried. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll find out exactly what happened to uh, Superfly Jimmy Snuka and his uh, wife that he may or may not have killed. That's true. That's very true. (laughs) Because uh, the story is that Vince showed up with a couple of suitcases of money, and then all of a sudden that case disappeared. That's shifty. That's shady. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so that's my conspiracy theory. My conspiracy theory is that Khan got to a point where he's here because once Vince is gone, who's next? Yeah. Here's Vince. Here's Nick. (laughs) And then WWE gets sold to the highest bidder, and then that's it. Yeah. The WWE that we know, depending on who buys it, will be vastly different. Who the hell is going to buy it? The Rock. <laughs> I'm thinking probably. He's the with... only one that I could think of that would buy it. And 
it would be good. Yeah. Or Triple H and the other two McMahons combine themselves to get enough capital to do it. That's the only other option that I think it would be good, good for, for them. But, you know, it's tough because, like, I mean, Triple H with NXT, when it was at its height, was on the app. Like, it wasn't on regular TV. So there was no ratings. There was no nothing. But it was absolutely incredible. It was awesome. Like, every week, it was like, holy shit. It reminded me of, like, Raw. Not so much where it's Crash TV. But there was always something for everybody. Mm -hmm. And there was always awesome matches. Because that's one thing a lot of people don't really talk about the Attitude Era so much. Is that there were a lot of phenomenal matches. From bottom of the card to the top of the card. And Vince Russo doesn't get enough credit for where he's trying to make sure that everybody's got something to do on TV. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like, even in WCW, it was the same thing. He was trying to give stories to as many people as possible, you know. He just didn't have anybody to say, no, Vince. <laughs> no, you can't do that. <laughs> you, this is what you can't do, okay? But, anyway, so that's my little conspiracy theory. Uh, and also a little addendum. Apparently, rumor has it that Sasha Banks is, in fact, released. There's no confirmation, but apparently that's that's the word. Is she's got she got released, but no word on Naomi. Uh, well, she's released for now till Vince is fired, <laughs> and then she's yeah, back. But, <laughs> but Sasha's a tough one. I don't know. It's it's tough because I'm not going to take anything away from her. She is one of the most marketable women on uh, wrestlers on the roster. Not just women, just wrestlers, period. She's one of the most marketable. She's a proven needle mover. They've yep. actually got it so that they know that when she's on, people start watching. They will have to decide if all of that is worth the backstage attitude. In this case, I feel it's 100% justified because we talked about this. And I do feel like it was a situation where... Well, first of all, we know for a fact that prior to Ronda Rousey coming back, mm -hmm. it was going to be Charlotte versus Sasha for the title at WrestleMania. Yep. Okay? Yep. And then all of a sudden, Ronda came out back. And, and this is where it's tough because I love Sasha Banks a lot. And I just sang her praises. But in terms of money matches, her versus Charlotte isn't as big a money match as Ronda versus Charlotte. It's not or Ronda versus Becky Lynch or Ronda versus pretty much anyone else on the roster. Like it's really hard to, um, to justify that. And I hate to say that because I'm also very critical about part-timers, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and Ronda's a, a deserved part-timer. She's yeah. in that Brock Lesnar Ro now Roman Reigns mode. Oh, don't let me forget about Roman Reigns. Cause it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Fucking funny as hell. You'll get a huge kick out of it. If you don't already know, you, you will in a minute. But as I was saying, so, you know, this if Ronda's calling me up and saying, yeah, I, I can wrestle and I can be ready for WrestleMania, and I've already got Lynch and Bel Air penciled in, sorry, Sasha, I am going to put Charlotte and Ronda, but they tell her and they say, Hey, you and Naomi are going to work tag now and you guys are going to win the tag titles and you're going to build up the tag division. 
Mm-hmm. So just like you and Bailey did during the COVID era, you're going to do the same thing here, and we're going to make it so that the women's tag titles are actually a featured, prominent, big deal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, fine. Do WrestleMania, win the matches, start actually working a, a tag with Naomi to the point where they're not just two part-timers hanging out, and or not part-timers, but just two solo acts hanging out and doing their own thing, but actually getting like matching gear, you know, and working out moves together. Like they were starting to work, and it's awesome because – Again, like Naomi's one of those ones where it's like she should always be hovering above the main event. Always. Yeah. Always, always, always. I totally agree. Like, I'm not saying she's always at the top, but she's gotta be like that Chris Jericho or the Chris Benoit or or like the Kurt Angle, where you're just like, we need somebody, boom, slaughter it. Because she can work. Like they always say she's the most athletic woman on the roster, which is true. But she can also work really good matches with anybody. And she's working the WWE style because that's pretty much all she's ever known. Mm-hmm. And she can actually cut pretty decent babyface promos and fairly decent heel promos. And I actually kind of thought that she could have used the Glow character, tweaked it as a heel, and start telling people, well, now you can feel my Glow. You know? Yeah. And then, of course, align her with the bloodline because that would just hey, oh, rocket her. Well, if rocket Sasha's her. gone and they keep Naomi, that's that's the obvious move. I mean, but that's it. why so that's wouldn't it. why wouldn't Roman want to bring in the women's titles into the bloodline? Exactly. But uh, getting to Naomi, Naomi was in a similar position though because her and Sonya were building up to this huge match that could have actually been a Mania match, and I was all for it. Honestly, yeah. all for it. Because again, uh, getting back to Naomi, she's a safe wrestler. I don't know of too many people that have been injured by her. And if they have, they don't talk about it because mm. she's relatively safe. So for Sonia to be out of action for so long, to be paired up with Naomi, yeah, that's, you know, but instead Rhonda came back. So they switched everything around and said, okay, they rushed through that feud. Okay, fine. You know, whatever. And again, if, the tag titles are being featured prominently. Okay, great. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, okay, so they were going to use both of them as uh, feeder feuds, you know? And okay, had, had they been featured, pro- like like the Usos, for instance. The Usos were feeder feuds for Roman as well, but they weren't tag champs at that point. Mm-hmm. And then when they became tag champs, yeah, sure, you can slot them in against Drew McIntyre in a singles match or Riddle or whatever, but they're still prominently featured and they're still prominently featured in tag matches and they're still considered a big deal. Yeah, The women's tag belts, tag belts were never on that same level and Naomi and Sasha were never on that same level. So now it went from me kind of going like, yeah, but like that's kind of sounding spoiled to me going, no, 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 I actually see where they're coming from. And this actually makes a lot of sense. You know, and then you hear about how, you know, they were being yelled at, like talked to like they were children, just screamed at. And this was like after Vince is like, no, 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 hey, everything's fine. You know, we'll do your way. And then someone else apparently chews their ass because that's how Vince does it. So he's never the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You start hearing that stuff and you go, oh, okay, okay. You start piecing it together. So, so it's, uh, but 
now, but that's like the second time now that Sasha has said, no, this is bullshit, and took her ball and went home, you know? Yeah. Now, some people might look at that and go, oh, we got another Tessa Blanchard on our hands. Phenomenally talented, phenomenally marketed, horrible person <laughs> backstage. Just a horrible person to want to deal with. Yeah. Um, so there's that kind of reputation. But then having said that, if I'm Tony Khan, and Sasha Banks is in fact released, and she has no 90-day non-complete clause, I'm, uh, I'm putting a truck... I'm firing some of the women, okay? I'm letting go some of the women right now just so I can bring in Sasha Banks. Yeah. And even with Naomi, and I think Naomi's one of the ones that people would think she might suffer on the main, uh, outside of WWE, she might not get as uh, as big. I disagree. Her real name is Trinity Fatu, okay? Which is yes. a sick name. <laughs> yes, Fatu is a married last name, but her first name is Trinity. Okay, that's easily marketable. Yeah. And second of all, I mean, fuck. And Sasha's Mercedes, right? Yep. And that's an awesome name, too. It's one of those things where either of them, I would sign both of them to AEW if I could. Yeah. Because, yes, like you've got a built-in main adventure with Sasha Banks. Okay. But you've also got a built-in utility player with Naomi who can hover in and around the main mm-hmm. event, okay? But also, I mean, like, Jay Cargill is, for someone who's wrestled, like, 37 matches, is on a fucking another level. But imagine some of the matches these people could be having with Naomi, with Sasha, Tony Storm, Britt Baker. Oh, you know? Sasha and Britt Baker. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I, like, I mean, I'm Sasha in. and Britt Baker. Boom. Sasha and Tony Storm. Boom. Sasha and Ruby Soho, which we've seen before, but not like this. Yeah. Sasha with Athena, who used to be uh, Ember Moon. Again, we've seen it before, but not like this. Okay? Like, yeah. it's just, holy shit. Naomi, with every single person I've just listed. Yeah. You know? So, uh, so to recap, if Sasha's released, it will be interesting to see where she goes. Mm-hmm. But fuck, she could even go to uh, TNA. Apparently, that's where Paige is going. Paige is going to go to TNA. That's the heavy rumor. And Gail Kim is uh, one of the head higher-ups for the women's division. So, you know, plus Ring of Honor at some point. Because I think I think what Con will do is some of the uh, the ones that aren't moving as much on AEW, they might get shifted over to Ring of, Ring of Honor. Yeah. Which is fine, in my opinion. And he's got such good relationships with Impact and uh, New Japan now that, yeah, you know, anything is really possible. Now, when Sasha took her first hiatus, she actually yeah. went to Japan to wrestle. So she's got Japanese wrestling under her belt. Now imagine Sasha Banks wrestling in Japan <laughs> against... Kyrie Singh or Kyrie Hojo as she is now or anyone else. Yeah. Anyone else. Shimmer, stardom. God damn it. Anyway. Mm. 
Uh, so while I do hope that all of these issues get resolved and everyone is happy and gets treated the way they should be treated because nobody should ever be disrespected, okay? Yep. They end up going elsewhere. It's going to be pretty fucking interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, and uh, the Roman Reigns thing. This is it, and then I'll be done the wrestling stuff. The Roman Reigns thing. So he's recently got a new contract, right? Yep. Where he's working even less dates, right? Yep. So now, apparently, he's actually working even less dates than we previously established because so now the only Raw that he'll be on is the next Raw that's at Madison Square Garden. That's it. Okay? And he's right. the champ of both right. shows. <laughs> right. Now, the question is, well, why was he given both belts in the first place? And this is where it gets fucking hilarious because the idea was if he had both belts, then he would be able to be on both shows. (laughs) (laughs) So you're Roman Reigns and you're sitting there and they're going, okay, all right, here's what we're going to do, pal. Brock's going to win the title. You're already the champion. You beat Brock at WrestleMania. Now you're the unified champion. Now you're on both shows. And he goes, yes, let's do that. I very (laughs) much like that idea. I actually want to be on more shows. I was thinking to myself, I I should be on both shows, okay? (laughs) Knowing in the back of his head, he's literally just like, I'm about to renegotiate my fucking contract. I'm going to work. Brock Lesnar's deal. I'm going to get Brock Lesnar's deal. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. Okay? I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to have Brock Lesnar's deal and work a lighter schedule, be around his family more, fucking rest. Okay? He should never have been given both titles to do this. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life right now. Right now, it's the funniest thing ever. Hey, we're, we want you to be on both shows. I would love to be on both shows. We're going to give you the title for both shows. Perfect. That makes perfect sense. Then I can be on both shows. Gets the title, and then within like a month of getting the title, he's like, yeah, here's my new contract. That's the one I want. Oh, you're working a lot less states. Yeah. Okay, well, that's fine with me. I just told him. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, you should probably work less states. Yeah, I don't want to lose the belts, though. Oh, you're never losing the belts. <laughs> You're never losing the belt. We will have no championship matches for one year. Oh, we'll have championship matches, but we'll bury every single person. Uh, You know, maybe Cody. Cody might be the guy that beats you for one of those belts, but you're not losing both belts. I can tell you that right now. What about The Rock? He's not beating you. We want you to beat him so everyone thinks you're the next Rock. Come on. Yeah, you know what? I'm calling it right now. Next year, Roman's doing both nights of WrestleMania. He's doing Rock the first night and Cody the second night. He's beating the Rock first night. And second night, the Rock's coming out and helping Roman. And Roman still beats Cody Rhodes. And Roman Ooh, beats Cody. That's yep. it. I just booked. Well, you and I both booked yep. dual main events like Vince McMahon. Just like that. And then suddenly Roman Reigns will come down with an injury. Mm-hmm. 
And then all of a sudden they'll remember that they have a 30 day non-compete clause. So that if you don't wrestle a match within 30 days, you have to be stripped of the title. It's weird how they don't bring that up anymore. <laughs> anyway, so he'll be injured indefinitely and they'll take the titles off him, but he'll never have lost the belts. Then he'll come back and he'll just, uh, you know, do the same thing. Win both belts back again. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and he'll be gone for five to six months. <sighs> I really like what AEW is doing with uh, CM Punk, how he keeps the championship, but they're going to have an intermittent champion. Yeah, it reminds me of the uh, intercontinental feud with Razor and Sean. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, where uh, was it? Sean was injured. Is I think that's the one where he lost his smile. <laughs> <laughs> And then Razor won the interim title, and then they had the ladder match, the second ladder match to decide who the official was. It the second, or was that the first? Uh, it was the first. Oh, it was the first. That's right, because Very both first. belts, both belts both were belts up were top. Hanging. That's right. And Razor won. Yeah, the bad guy took it. The so. bad guy. Um. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's AW is smart with the way they did that. Plus, I mean, now you got Moxley versus Tanahashi. I mean, fuck, the Japanese John Cena. Like, that's going to be a fucking crazy good match. Uh, Plus, you've got, like, Mox, who is healed up, rehabbed up, you know? I I think Mox winning winning it is a safe bet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I think if... uh, Unless MJF comes back. Well, if it was me, if it was me, I probably would have booked Tanahashi to win. But, I mean, we don't know how long Tanahashi's got, like, his dates are there. Because I think he does – no, that's not true. I know exactly what happens. He does this, and then he immediately goes to the, the G1 Classic. Okay. And that's, like, six weeks where he's off back in Japan. So you don't put the title on him and then have him leave for six weeks. No. So, obviously, Mox is going to take it. But my immediate answer was almost immediately have MJF take it. Yeah. Almost immediately. And uh, honestly, make it bloody too. Like, make it brutal. Make it so that the they don't think... Like, obviously, no one's thinking that MJF could beat Moxley. You know, I don't... He doesn't have to... Doesn't have to be clean. Nope. But kind of make it... Make it a little brutal. Make it look like uh, Mox got beat up by five different guys. <laughs> but, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of MJF, though, uh, I will say this, and then I think I'm done with wrestling. One of my favorite lines recently was, uh, I guess somebody asked Matt Cardone, uh, who used to be Zach. uh, Oh, Zach Ryder? Zach Ryder, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They said, hey, man, like, do you think this MJF stuff's a work, or do you think it's real? And he's just like, who the fuck cares? (laughs) Everyone is talking about him. Right now. Everyone is talking about him. Whether it's a work or whether it's real, doesn't fucking matter. And also, this is the business. It whether it's a work or not, you you thinking it is or isn't. That's that's what we do. Yep. That's the whole purpose of what we do. I've I've embellished a bit more, but essentially it was who the fuck cares? That's exactly what we do. That's mm-hmm. the business, and everyone's talking about him. So good for him. 
<laughs> and I was like, man. He's not wrong. <laughs> nope. He's not wrong. No, and I love it. I love it too because there's no like old school like ego where like you work yourself into a shoot. Like Undertaker worked himself into a shoot where he had to kill Chronic. Yeah. Like they all had to kill the WCW guys. But it's like your boss fucking hired them. <laughs> your boss fucking hired them. But yeah, sure, you're the guy that's got to kill Chronic because you were at war. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's another one too. When they, they act like they were at war, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. The fake bullshit war of ratings between these two companies is definitely like having bullets fired at you, bombs dropping on you, and you've sat there and said, I'm willing to die for my country. You're right. It's the same fucking thing. Oh. I don't even know why we're arguing this. <laughs> uh. Mark Calloway is a saint, by the way. <laughs> that's how i should have said that i should have said mark calloway worked himself into a shoot because the undertaker one of the greatest characters and wrestlers of all time mark calloway is a maybe he's a great guy now but he's a pretty shitty human being for a long time we just didn't hear about it because the internet wasn't as prevalent exactly yeah. and kayfabe and kayfabe was still big because they were like you don't uh you don't talk about this kind of shit. Yeah. All right. But I'm done. You got anything else to add for wrestling? I got nothing. I got to say, guys. So thanks again for joining us on this. Uh, for the interim COVID Geek Pants Zoomcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs> Cut it out. Why? Because I'm too legit. Too legit to quit. <laughs> 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 <laughs>